Hi, welcome to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Hello, it's Trent Clark, and welcome to the Winners Find a Way show. I am your host, and my guest today is Don Williams. Don, how are you doing, sir? I am wonderful, Trent. Thank you so much for having me, and how are you today, sir? I am fabulous, and it's holiday season, man. I can't beat it, right? Like, I love it. I, I'm hardcore, by the way. Like, I am like, hey, holiday season doesn't start till Thanksgiving around my house, right? So my youngest son, we have five children, right? My youngest son's like, let's play some Christmas music. I'm like, it's November 10th, man. Like Christmas music is not allowed in my house until Thanksgiving day, right? Like that's it. Like then we can officially celebrate because we did this one year where we did that November 10 music. And by December 10, I'm like going, shut that Rudolph off. I can't take any more Christmas music, right? Just (laughs) can't say shut the Rudolph off. I know. That's just not right. That's not right. I found it's, myself it's, being, you know what? I turned into a Scrooge. So I'm like, I got to pace myself, right? So I learned a little bit about me that year. And I just said, hey, there's a new policy around the Clark household. That's good. no music and until so we're ready. Not until Thanksgiving Day after the turkey's been demolished. Boom. Let's go. Let's and after the Cowboys it. have won? Again. Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, except we yeah, didn't, it's, it, uh, we it's, didn't it's get it totally, done. Um, and, and my Lions have lost. So I appreciate you, you know, jumping that into that nightmare for me. Yeah. <laughs> I got the same nightmare, dude. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's good because, you know, as the Lions, we always, you know, it's a good Thanksgiving nap. If we could just get food and get that tryptophan nap in, like, but, but none of us eat before noon, and that's the problem. We have to suffer it, and then our food doesn't taste as good because, you know, the Lions lost again. I get it. But uh, listen, it is so fabulous to have you here on the Winners Find Away show. Let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, our show, Don, which is for, for you listeners, uh, first-time joiners, or you've come a million times, uh, we're so thankful that you're always here with us. But have you ever faced stiff adversity, felt like the losses are mounting, you need to find a better way? I think you came to the right place. Our podcast, our show, you know, we focus on whether you're already an entrepreneur, athlete, business leader, or you're just looking to start your journey today to being elite, this is the perfect show for you. And I bring some of the top influencers, some of the top people in the world who absolutely have come before you seen some tough things, have persevered, have overcome, and have helped others do it as well. So you're going to find this is going to be awesome with Don. Don, uh, so thankful. First, before I introduce you, Don, tell my the listeners today, like, why do you come on the show? You've got this fabulous amount of years of experience and all these things as I'm going to list off here in a moment. But why do you come and, and grace us with you know, the knowledge, the experience? It's because it's so valuable. So I'll give you two answers. I'll give you a short one and a medium one. Okay. The short reason is you asked me to. Yeah. And I'm a big believer and, and I promote to my own clients. Oh my gosh, just ask for help. There are people out there that, that will say yes, yes and they'll do it with a service minded heart 
and you don't really need my help, but you asked. And so I'm happy to be here. And then the medium answer is love me a microphone, love me a stage. And so it's good for my business. And my mission is helping help others. And I pretty much do that through speaking. And so whether it's on stage or in a podcast or a webinar, love me a microphone. Yeah. No, you're good at it too, Don. I've seen you before in action and it's influential. And one of the reasons we're here together, right, is that it's been influential. We also have a a passion for baseball. I've been on your show before, The Proven Entrepreneur. You have Um, killer episode. And so everybody go check that out. Check out Trent on the other side of the mic. And he's phenomenal. And the, you know, the first time we met was, was I think on zoom, I think somebody introduced us and somehow, and just naturally we were talking baseball. Yeah. And, and after a couple of minutes, Trent said, do you know my background? And I was like, Nope, I don't have a clue. And, and he was like, I have three world series rings. And I was like, ah, Come on, but he does. He actually does. And so, but finer gentlemen, you could not run across than Trent Clark. And so I'm happy to be here today. Let's thank you, sir. Let's dive in a little bit of your background. Serial entrepreneur, 12 companies, and you're currently still the principal in five of those firms. You've worked diligently to help these business grow. Like you said, helping others help others increase, multiply sales. Over the last 30 years, you've had the blessing and, and certainly the aptitude and experience that half of the Fortune 500 have called one of your firms and asked for your guidance, for your assistance, for your value. So listen, if, if I'm in the audience today, I'm like, Oh my gosh, what a treat. Like, listen, the best and the biggest come to this man and his firm and his teams and his people to help out. And of course, you've also written three best-selling books, including Romancing Your Customer, right? Which is, I want to get deep into that today because, you know, for me, we don't sell hard. We sell trusted advisor, right? Like we are not hard sellers, but yet we do have to influence others. We do want people to come and work with us. And there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different approaches to sales. And we definitely want to talk about that. But the real magic, family, business, personal life doesn't start until you begin playing from your heart. Talk to me a little bit about that, your position on that. Okay. So, and thank you so much. I'm a big believer that all things in life need balance. Okay. And business people, entrepreneurs, maybe more than most are a little yeah. unbalanced. <laughs> and so, so many times those people are, are really high IQ. Most of my clients, they're scientists, they're architects, they're engineers, they're IT people, they're brilliant, but they're, and so their IQs are very high. Their EQs are maybe a court low. Mm. Okay. And the reality is no matter what we think, we act and decide and make decisions that will affect our progress from our heart. Now, they cannot be, if they're illogical, the brain will veto. No, you may not. Okay. Sometimes the heart overrules the brain, even on illogical stuff. But if it's reasonably logical, the brain will rubber stamp what the heart wants. And I mean, we've all heard the saying, the heart wants what the heart wants. We don't Mm -hmm. even know why it wants it. We just know that it does. And so people buy, people lead from the EQ side, not from the IQ side. And that doesn't mean that you want to leave your brain at the door. You know, you're given a brain, you ought to use it. 
how to yeah. use it to the best of your ability. But where most people are a little short is in playing from their heart. And the real magic for me in my, yeah, I've been in business a long time, done a lot of stuff. Hey, it all didn't, it didn't all work. Okay. Some of it was yeah, yeah. real stinkers, you know, yeah. but it didn't start to happen melodiously, magically until I started playing from my heart. And when a person begins playing from their heart, they'll notice things just start working easier, faster, better. I think that's valuable advices. And, and it also really takes us into your fourth book, Upcoming. Well, no, actually, I don't know if this may have already been released. Gratitude, Stories from Our Hearts, a, a charitable uh, venture for you for the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Talk to me all about that project. So we're at the one-yard line. Okay. There's 17 seconds to go and gold to go. Uh, 17 seconds and gold to go to make the release of the fourth book, Gratitude, Stories from Our Hearts. And I began my own personal gratitude journey about five years ago in Bangkok, Thailand, of all places. Yes. Yeah. Listening to a Canadian lady. And that motivated me. Most of my life, I had been a little bit like, not King Midas, but maybe Prince Midas. Most things I'd touched had done well, and but I never was really grateful. I, I had this really bad habit of saying, oh, yeah, we did that really good, but what about this over there? Mm, I mean, yeah. not even a second of enjoyment and mm. thankfulness. And so, so this book is, a, is I have 24 co-authors. It's a compilation of stories about the power of gratitude in people's lives. And our vision for the book is we, we'd like to influence a million people around the globe to begin the daily practice yes. of intentional gratitude. And I'm Christian, and so it's uh, scriptural in the Bible, and all things give thanks. But you would see it in Buddhism, Islam, etc. Gratitude is physiologically, actually, people who express or experience gratitude perform at their very highest level, and people who express or experience fear or shame at their very lowest. Mm. And so the more you practice gratitude, the more grateful you are. And it's easy to be grateful for the great big things, sometimes more challenging to be grateful for the little things. And then for most people, really challenging to be grateful for the hard and uncomfortable things. Mm. But with enough practice, you can be grateful about most everything. And, and it's a life changer. And so as I had the idea for this book and I, and I asked for help, I asked some people, hey, would you give me a story? Yeah. And people said yes. And then we decided that we do a lot of things for profit. And I'm a believer in profit. I'm a believer in capitalism. Like profit is good. Capitalism is good. Entrepreneurship is good. But for this project, we've stipulated all profits to go to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And hopefully, you know, I think their budget is almost three and a half, four million dollars a day. Wow. And so I've never charged a family to care for a child. And so that's pretty high lofty stuff. And if we can help at all, we're happy yeah. to. That's no joke when you, you start talking about that and the reality of a near $100 million annual budget to care for what we've always were called to do, right? Care for our youth, care for our elderly, right? And, and they're doing it in a great way. Great charity. I, I love that story. And I, and I think, by the way, I spoke at Bangkok, <laughs> Thailand for EO that year. I think I was there. So I missed the Canadian gratitude. <laughs> and I missed you because yeah, there's, no there's no way I would have not had that in my recollection. Right. 
So, all right, let's talk about Fort Worth guy, live in the Dallas, which is probably your love for the Cowboys, right? And your love of your life, Lita. You've been yeah. married now a few years. Yeah, more than a couple. <laughs> so Lita is the love of my life and 22 years, I think. Wow. Might be, right. I'll say 23 to where if I'm erring, I'm erring on the positive side. High side. High yeah. Side. Good move. yeah. I'm not new. All right. I love this. So let's get into a couple questions. Let's talk a little bit about you come up, you've worked in all these high value environments. I mean, it's no joke. I mean, no one's in, it's rare air, you know, Fortune 500. Tell me a little bit about, like, did you see this for yourself as a kid? Like, is this, was there something on your way as a child that said, like, you know, Don Williams is going to be working with the top business personnel in the world, and they're going to be listening to me because I'm going to have this great information for them. You know, did you see that when you were 10? What kind of got you on your way to what you wanted to do in this world, Don? Okay, well, the first question, the answer is no, no, and no. Okay. My first job I drove a green John Deere tractor behind the combines at a wheat harvest on my grandfather's wheat farm. Yep. And I was 11. I was going to say, I was just going to say, like, that was not when you were 17. When you hear drive, I I can already tell, like, you know, when people start talking farming, we, you know, you need a 16-year-old to have a driver's license. (laughs) I can tell you right now, like, in Texas, I knew this was going to be young. That's awesome. 11 (laughs) years old, you're out. I mean, and we know farmers work hard. There's they, no days off when it's harvest season, right? And it's a seven day, it, it's sun up till sundown last time I checked. So tell me a little bit about what that was like as an 11 year old kid. Well, I learned two things that day. And, and I was born and raised in Kansas. So okay. the wheat farm was straddled the Kansas and Oklahoma border. Okay. And and so I tell people I drove the tractor and they're like, oh, well, you couldn't do that today. And I'm like, oh, no, you probably couldn't. You'd probably be in trouble today. Mm. But I drove the pickup nine miles from the house to the farm to get to the tractor. And, and that was just what you did. Yeah. You know, and I learned two things that day. I've always loved being outdoors, love all sports, love all outdoor activities. But I learned two things that day. I learned how to do hard work. Yeah. And I learned I didn't want to be a farmer. And so five minutes into my first day, I pull through a gate and I cut it a little short and the disc hits the gate post and I'm unaware of it. And so I go through the gate and I break about 50 cedar fence posts. And so a domino. And so I spend my first day, that ends my tractor day, and that begins my fence repair day. And back then, these were cedar fence posts. So they were part, they were cedar branches of a tree. Yay, so. And uh, barbed wire stapled and, you know, pulled taut and stapled. And so I spent that first day digging, well, the first day and second day, digging fence post holes by hand and setting new posts and restringing fence and and tamping a tamp rod these were good lessons for a young man a tamp rod was a an iron rod a couple inches in diameter maybe five feet long that you would when you set the post you put some dirt in and you pick the rod up and you drop it and it packs the soil around the post they do things a lot more efficiently today Mm-hmm. but you'll love it with your fitness and conditioning background yeah. because this is like one of those wax on 
wax off type <laughs> yeah. things. And I can tell you, I've never touched a tamp rod since that day. And I hate a tamp rod. Pretty brutal stuff. But I believe hard work is a good thing. And so yeah. I had no idea that I was going to be involved in marketing and sales and that I would have the clientele that I've been blessed to serve over the years. My first sales job, it took me about eight or nine months to become the top salesperson in the country out of 450 salespeople. How long did it take? About nine months. I was 19. Wow. And then I was the top sales manager in the country out of 40 offices in about nine months after that. And so had no idea that I, so romancing your customer was an idea that's been in my head for 40 years before I wrote the book. But you hear all the time, it's all about the customer. And some people actually mean it. Most don't. Okay. But some people actually do. And the people that do understand it's all about the customer all of the time. It's never about me. And when your marketing and your sales process and your customer experience process and your team's experience and even dealing with yourself, the hardest person to lead, the eternal struggle is leading myself. Mm-hmm. It's not leading others. But when you see it from the other, when, when you're wearing the glasses where I always see it from the other person's point of view, selling gets easy. Marketing gets easy. Retent, acquisition, retention, win back gets easy. And so, and that's the basic premise of romancing your customer in a good partnership. If we're in partnership, I should always be trying to see things from your point of view. And if you're always trying to see things from my point of view, we'll have a successful partnership. Well, I love that. And a couple of things kind of come to mind on this, right? Is one that starting working young, I think is probably the mark of most entrepreneurs that I know, learning the value of a dollar. I think your Christian faith is something I want to talk a little bit about. As I as I listened to the story about the fence line, I thought about the movie with James Garner, The Ultimate Gift, right? Where the guy's got to go work down on the farm. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but they got to do fence posts the first day and he looks down, you know, the line and it's, and it's just miles, right? <laughs> you're like, you're going to do fence posts. And you're like, this isn't a day. Like, I mean, you're looking at like five miles going, this is going to be like a week, right? And so you realize the work ahead of you is not just a moment. And I had a very similar experience about working in a factory as a young man going, man, I worked hard and I learned what I didn't want to do, right? Very quickly and couldn't see myself the rest of my way on that. But let's talk about your faith a little bit for a second in that when you talk about as sales, leaning into that other person's lens, realizing that it is all about the customer all the time. Part of that faith is it's it's not about me. It's always about others and sure. it doesn't serve me. And, and every time, and I've tried, like, you know, every time I've tried, like, you know what Trent needs? I'll get you what Trent needs right now. Like, uh, it's never worked out great. I'll be honest, you know, Don, like it's, it's there's been glimpses of, of nice moments where I've really enjoyed it with guilt, shame, bad consequence about Trent serving Trent has never played very long term. So talk to me about like that correlation. Did you grow up with that faith? Like how did you weave that into your sales and, and direction and that kind of attitude of others? Rebellious infusions are organic flavored water enhancers. Rebellious provides clean, focused energy in liquid packets. Just tear the corner of the packet and pour 16 ounces of water. Rebellious infusions have no sugar, no calories, and up to 300 milligrams of antioxidants and loads of L-thionine for brain health. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. 